I've never cool. gotten that before. Okay, cool. Wait, you've never heard that? Zoom no, I've thing? never heard that. I don't know. I don't know. Like even at work, we doesn't say that, but I guess that's that's good. Everyone knows. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? You've never? Yeah, I've never oh. seen that before. I don't know. My company uses Zoom and Google Meet, so I don't know if we're using like an outdated version of Zoom. I have no idea, but I've never heard like a voice like come on and say that. Telling you that it's recorded. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's probably for the best because I'm like I'm like mildly traumatized from that voice because every time I had to like you know roll roll up to class at 8 a.m. to Zoom class, yeah, and that that voice would. That's fair. Yeah. Um, that's cool. How's work been? Has it, has it been? It's been good. Um, pretty busy. So I, my real full-time job is I'm a marketing manager for um, a 3D printed orthodontics company. So we basically, I'm now kind of like a tooth nerd, um, but I don't know if you knew this, but braces are, um, they're not fully customized to the patient. So what my company does is we uh, fully customize each bracket so it fits perfectly to the teeth um, and we 3D print everything. So 3D printing allows for that customization. And then, um, you know, it increases treatment time, fewer appointments and things like that. So I do marketing for them. So it's kind of like crazy busy braces season now, um, right before people go back to school is like when it's busiest because everyone's trying to get in the orthodontic offices uh, right before they go back. So it's been pretty crazy, but in a good way. And we just launched two new products. So it's been pretty good. Oh, um, I don't know if you'll be able to tell at some point when I actually like open my mouth a little bit wider, uh, my bottom teeth. Need some work. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that is cool. Is it like, uh, just like Invisalign, but it's. So, um, so it's actually not, it's not, um, they're not like the trays that go in like Invisalign or like the kind of like clear trays. They're like actual brackets. So like braces with wire. Um, but mm -hmm. we have, we just released translucent braces. Um, but actually there's only, so only a certain number. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but only a certain number of people can wear, um, Invisalign because the teeth just like have too many issues that they need like actual brackets. So Invisalign, mm -hmm. even though it's marketed to everyone, it's not necessarily for everyone. Um, oh. They don't really say that, but like mm -hmm. some people's teeth are just so messed up that they have to go to an orthodontist and they need that. Like, I mean, you can get Invisalign at orthodontist, but they need that extra, like those wire adjustments and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do I? I don't know. I don't want to say because I'm not actually an orthodontist, so I can't make that claim yet. Yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. Actually, I've never heard that. And I guess there's a good reason why they don't say it, right? Because they have product to sell. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so you, do you guys sell directly to consumer or do you sell through um, like the dental offices? Yeah, so we sell to the orthodontic offices. Mm -hmm. So our, our consumer is the orthodontist. Oh, so you're marketing B2B, not B2C. Yes. Yep. Oh, fancy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Different. I used to work in education. So this was kind of like a switch for me. Um, and we used to market to, I worked for like a college uh, guidance platform and we offered all our services to college, to high school students who were incoming um, college students just to help them with applications and prep, SAT prep and things like that. So the B2B switch was pretty interesting and 
orthodontics is very interesting because there's only 10,000 orthodontists in the US. So you have like a very set number of people you're marketing to. So, yeah. And that means you're competing pretty regularly against the other companies that do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. But um, we, no one else is 3D printing um, fully customized brackets. So we're the only company that does that. I, I like it. Oh, that was, that was a good, that was yeah. a good answer. <laughs> um, what makes 3D printing the, 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 the brackets better? Um, because that allows the full customization. So mm -hmm. I won't dive into the technical aspects, but basically when you don't 3D print, you use something called injection molding and that, um, it's very expensive. You can only replace the molds every couple of years. They wear away. So it's not an exact fit. So they're basically like one size fits all brackets. So that makes for more like emergency appointments, like a wire breaks, you have to go in the orthodontist or like it takes longer versus when it's like fully customized to your teeth. Um, it moves much better. It's more comfortable for the patient. It, there are fewer of those like emergency appointments, wire breaks, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's really cool. How did you, how did you get into it? Um, I actually was contacted by my boss on LinkedIn. He was like, I really like your experience and I happened to be looking for a job at the time. So I just kind of landed in my lap, but I feel very lucky because I had always wanted to get kind of into back into the health side of things. Like I, I mean, I've never been in the health sphere, but I was a public health major in college. And then I ended up doing copywriting for Wayfair as my first job out of school. Um, I was also an English major. So I did copywriting for a furniture company. Then I was communications for um, public the public affairs and community office at Harvard. So I was there doing, that's kind of where I got into like marketing and communications. Then I went to marketing at the high, that um, college prep company. And then finally I landed in orthodontics. <laughs> so it's more like health related, which is where I wanted to be <laughs> eventually. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, isn't, Wayfair, isn't Wayfair the company that was like on, not to, not to speak anything about them, but isn't that the company that was like under fire for selling not furniture? Um, yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's true. I hope it's not true. That was a rumor that I saw on social media. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, this was really weird because that's when I... Uh, I honestly realized like when people say like any publicity is good publicity and obviously like this, it's, it's not true, but it is kind of true because true. I, I'd, I'd never heard of Wayfair until then. Oh, really? Uh, really? Yeah. You've never heard of Wayfair? That's so no. interesting because it's kind of like a joke, like half of Boston, more than half has probably worked for Wayfair. Like any company you go to, it's like, oh, you worked at Wayfair. I worked at Wayfair. When did you work at Wayfair? Oh, what department were you in? Like every single job I've had, someone who I work with has worked at Wayfair that's i i i'm sure that is 100 true i just moved i haven't been in boston for too long so i, okay, I don't okay. know that's yeah yeah it. yeah so the longer uh, you'll be in boston the more people you'll meet who either work or have worked at wayfair okay cool um i'll i get to say i know someone who worked in yeah, uh, copy, cop, copyright <laughs> yes um, what what how do you you don't copyright furniture right what what do you copyright about like what? um so i was basically writing like subject lines about what we were selling. So like for emails, um, social media, we were doing some writing. Um, that was 
kind of it. It was mostly like email writing and social media's social media. So it wasn't really uh, my cup of tea. It was a little mm-hmm. just like I don't know. I didn't have a passion to write about furniture, so that's <laughs> <all I> <laughs> You sure? How could you not have a fresh? I know. So <laughs> how many different ways can I talk about sofas? It's really <laughs> great. Job. Um, that is really cool. That the. the uh, we were just talking about sofa too in our um, in the new place. We're like debating which uh, couches we should like bring with us and which one we should like throw away. Um, yeah. Honestly, Facebook Marketplace. I don't know. Oh my god. Oh. I got oh. A couch, which is like brand new. I got it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's almost. I want to say that's kind of expensive because we got a lot of free stuff <laughs> off of I'm on sure, this yeah. on on the street on Marketplace, and then uh, there's a, a website called. Or I don't know if it's a website or a group. Honestly, I've never been on there, but my roommate's on there all the time. It's called Buy Nothing Brookline because we live in Brookline right now. Um, He's got us like four AC units for free. Um, Awesome. Like like chairs, literally so much stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So I don't think that's a good deal. You're a hundred buck. Well, it's like brand new and it was $800 because I found the original uh, price online. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to spend $300 on a couch. So hundred bucks, whatever. When you're moving, it's like, Oh, hundred dollars. Sure. It's like no. the cheapest thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially in Boston. Oh my God. Everything's so expensive here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so social media, how did you, when did you start? Uh, have you, you've been doing the fitness stuff mm-hmm. for a while, your blog. Um, mm-hmm. And have you always been serious about it or like, I don't know, like, are you serious about it? Is it something? Yeah. So it's, there's been like, it's been an evolution. So I'll take mm-hmm. it back to the beginning. So basically when I was in college, I, I had never really been into fitness. Like I was required to play sports in high school and I did not like that. Like I, I hated running, but then when you do your required to do something all the time, you get really used to it. So then in college, I was like working out every single day. I was like trying to eat really well. And I was like, oh, like I actually like this. Like it's just part of my routine. Like it's something I enjoy. And then I started off as a um, pre-med major, which is funny because I'm so bad at chem. I know you like, you you know, like chem, chem sucked, like bio sucked for me. Like I was really good in high school, but I went to like a smaller school so I could work with my teacher a lot and like get a lot of like one-on-one time. And then when you go to college and it's like these huge lectures, it was just not good for me. So like I, after my first semester, I had like two C's and I'm not like a C student. So I had a C in chem and a C in bio. And I was like, oh my God, this is not for me. And luckily I went to Tulane and they also had a public health major option. So I was like, okay, this is great. It's like health. It's in, it's what I, what I'm interested in, but it's not so technical. And like, I don't actually think I want to be a doctor. So I ended up doing public health. And so just within that major taking classes, I just became really interested in health and nutrition. So I also really like to write. That was also one of my passions. So I just started this blog and at the time it was called healthy, hungry, happy. So I had a blog that I just like wrote about like fitness and nutrition and recipes. And then that transitioned into an Instagram account. So I started it in college, like I think my sophomore year. So 2014, 13. Um, and then it just kind of evolved from there. So it was just me just continuing to write, post on, post about different workout routines, different recipes. Um, and then 
I got, so my junior year, because I ran that blog and that Instagram account, I applied for a, an intern position at Boston magazine in the health department. So that like writing about health and fitness and I got that internship. So that was like kind of a really big jumping off point for me. And after that summer, it was like the best internship I ever had. Probably one of the best, just like work experiences I ever had. I just got to, I got to write my own articles. Um, I got to go to like really cool events, meet with really interesting people in the fitness space in Boston. Um, so after that, I stayed on and I freelanced for them. So I had that content and then my senior year of college, I decided that I was going to become certified, um, a certified fitness instructor, just because I loved teaching or I loved taking classes. So I was like, you know, this might be something I want to do. Um, so I kind of took that as like one of my last, well, as a class, cause I took only four classes my senior spring. So took that as my fifth class and I just studied and I passed the tests and I passed, but I haven't done anything with my certification <laughs> since, but that's okay. It's just like, I love just knowing more about fitness and health and educating myself on that and just using it in my everyday workouts and connecting with people via Instagram on them um, and writing on my blog. So sorry, that was really long winded, but that's kind of like the story of like how this all came to be. So um, I would say after college, I used uh, my, I used my Instagram a lot. I posted a lot, you know, like I, I, I loved doing that. I think the past, like two years it's gotten, it's kind of slowed down a little, just like with life and work and just being really busy. I haven't had as much time to devote to it. Um, but I am like reviving it now and I'm trying to think about next steps and what I want to do, but it's just something I really enjoy doing. It's like a passion of mine. Does it mean anything to you right now? Or is it something that's, that it's kind of just like a, is it a hobby or is it like, what, what, how would you, what's, what, what is, what is its place in your life at the moment? Yeah. Um, I would say it's, more it's a hobby but it's like a little bit more than a hobby it's like it's like really one of my passions like probably my biggest passion um so I think well one thing right now I want to do is like and this is the marketer in me like I want to redesign my websites like that's step one yeah. step two I have to get recertified every two years so this next recertification cycle which is like this fall and winter I one thing I want to do is become like group fitness certified so I think I don't know the, the more I've thought about it over the years, like, I don't know if like one-on-one -on -one training is right for me. And also like working a full-time job and like also doing that is kind of a lot. So this would allow me the opportunity to teach one or two group classes a week, which is like two hours a week, which I can totally do. So I think that's where I want to go with that. And then just get back on the horse writing, um, blog, doing what I really enjoy doing in my free time. Mm-hmm group fitness that's interesting i didn't honestly i've never thought about like the different kind of certifications you can get for like you know yeah. training i thought like it was just like no. i've never thought about it so i didn't know that there was like different kinds but yeah it's kind of it's it's kind of annoying because it's like a lot it's just like a lot of money like it, it, to mm -hmm. pay for these certifications it's a lot of money but i i have to get recertified if i want to keep my certification and i do want to keep my certification because if i let it expire then i have to retake the test and it's like even more money so I was like, you know what? I'll just keep recertifying and I'll use it someday. So I think this group fitness is, will be like a really good kick in the butt for me and like get me motivated to try teach a class and, and do that. But yeah, there are all these different certifications. So there's group fitness, spin, 
Pilates, yoga, like you have to be certified in all those different areas if you want to teach those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like uh, it must be hard trying to get, keep everyone's attention. Like I feel like in 101, I mean, I don't know how your experience was like with it, but like 101, it might be like, it's just you and another person, right? Like they're going to be listening to you and like paying attention to you. But when you have like this group of people, it's like a lot of people to be keeping track of at the same time. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's definitely something that makes me nervous. Like I am, uh-huh. I don't know, the thought of like having to teach a whole class is like, ooh, that's kind of scary. But like, I know that I love like with my friends, like I love talking to my friends about fitness. Like I love telling them I've had friends who are like, oh, can you like help me do this or help us do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I can like really talk about it. And I design these workouts for myself. So like, it's not necessarily the same, but I think it's like, it's definitely a step outside my comfort zone, but it's something I've always wanted to do. And I remember when I was younger, I would go to classes and I was like, wow, like, this is what I want to do someday. Like maybe not full time, but like, I, I looked up to all my instructors. Like I go to classes now and it's like the best part of my day. So it's like, I don't know. It's just something that I love and that I hope that I can do as well. Hopefully we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm sure you will. I have no doubt. Um, thank you (laughs) it's just yeah it's just interesting um have you ever thought about are you are you good being um having like attention on you from like are you good at public speaking and stuff like that is that is that yeah I yeah so I don't I definitely get nervous but I think that's normal like honestly if I had to like give a presentation versus like show some workout moves in front of a group I think I would rather show some workout moves in front of a group like because I know that stuff you know like I'm very uh-huh. I'm, I'm confident in what I know in the fitness realm, whereas like mm-hmm. work presentations get me a little nervous. Like I, I have no problem doing it. Like I like speaking in front of people and I like talking and mm-hmm. having conversations, but um, I don't know. I feel like it's more high pressure in like a work environment and like a work presentation. <laughs> that's, that's really, really interesting. You say that. I feel like I'm, I'm probably the opposite. I've never like, obviously I've never done any mm-hmm. kind of like fitness, like demonstration in front of people. But speaking, I feel like speaking, I could probably like, you know, BS my way through it. But if I had to like use my body in front of people, I uh, I don't know. I can barely use my body like period, let alone like, you know, show people how to use their own body. Like, whoa. Yeah, that that might be a struggle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's cool, though. Um, So that's coming up for you. That's cool. Yeah. It's on your website. Okay. Yep. Um. So you said that's, you might be your biggest passion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's bigger than being a marketer for an orthodontics. Uh, well, so I think, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's really interesting. Orthodontics is way more interesting than I thought it was going to be when I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know. I've never wanted to go into orthodontics, but it's like actually pretty fascinating. I don't know. But I think the marketing and the fitness for me go hand in hand. There's so much like there's so much marketing you have to do at in the fitness world whether you're a fitness instructor you're a trainer like you just write about health and fitness like no matter what you do no matter what business you have or passion you have and you want you want people to like know about you and you want to get your name out there you have to market so for me it's like marketing and social media like those are two things that obviously social media is a huge part of marketing so for me, this body by Asia stuff, that's, and social media, that's like also my passion, if that makes sense. And like redesigning my website, I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be a fun project. Like I'm going to get to do, we do new photos, do a whole new layout, um, 
just do different designs. Like I, graphic design is also really interesting to me. I'm not very good at it, but there's this website called Canva. I don't know if you've ever used it, but we use it at work and it's really fun to use. So I'm like, okay, there's so many design things I can do in Canva, like a new logo, new colors. So it also incorporates a lot of marketing with the whole fitness thing. Do you ever see yourself working for like doing marketing for like some kind of fitness firm or something more in like health? I mean, I'm not saying not, 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 not speaking any, anything about, you know, the dental, the dental industry. I'm just saying more yeah. the, like, yeah, the rest of the, the health and fitness space. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. the end goal for me is that, and I, anytime I'm looking for a new job, like I always apply to health and fitness companies. Like, do you know whoop? Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I, uh, applied for a copywriting job and interviewed there when I was like 23. So I was fresh or 22. I was fresh out of college. So I didn't get that job, but I remember interviewing there and I was like, I want to work here someday. So like, I don't know, down the line, maybe I'll end up working there. There's other health and fitness opportunities. I don't know. There's Boston's definitely evolving in their health and fitness um, companies and opportunities. So that's great because even like five years ago, there wasn't that many health and fitness companies. I feel like there's a lot more now. Um, and I, I think I do kind of want to stay in Boston for the next, for the foreseeable future. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely probably the goal. We'll see where it takes me, but like for now, I'm very happy in orthodontics. Um, but yeah, down the line, I think health and fitness. Or yeah. fitness, you, specifically. fitness specifically. Yeah. yeah, you seem like a chill person. I feel like, do you take it? Do you, do you try to live it like one day at a time, or do you try to? Yeah. Be happy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I think I'm trying to be more like goal oriented right now because I feel like I've let a lot of my like body by just stuff slide the past couple of years. So I, I, recently, I've been like, all right, I like wrote down my goals. And I'm like, this is what we're gonna do. Um, but I am a very chill person. Like I. I don't know. I don't know when everyone's like, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to be like a CEO or like whatever? I'm like, I I don't know. Like I, I just like to take it one day at a time, discover what I really like. Like if you told me now what I'm doing now, like if you, if I was, had just graduated when I was 22, you were like, oh, in five years, you're going to be like, I don't know, working at an orthodontics company as a marketing manager. And you're going to have this whole health and fitness side hustle. And like, blah, blah, blah. I would have been like, Oh no, like, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, I I don't think I would have like believed you. So I just kind of like that op just the opportunity to see where life takes you. Mm -hmm. Um, you keep speaking about when you graduated as if it was like decades ago. I feel like it was decades ago. It was 2016 or college was 2000. Yeah. 2016. 16 yeah you could you, you, you like basically just graduated too like i know thanks <laughs> i know i know i feel it's just i think it's because i've had a lot of different jobs so i'm like mm-hmm. oh i've been out there for a while but you know the first two were like a year a year and a half so um yeah. that's why really but yeah, yeah it feels like, like eons ago i'm like if, if you actually do feel old that means like the fitness stuff is not really doing its job like it's supposed to <laughs> no uh. i feel young <laughs> mentally i'm Mentally, I feel like college was a while ago, but physically, I feel very young. Good. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, yeah, I honestly, I kind of understand a little bit. I, I graduated um, in 2020. So like okay. COVID. 
time. Um, it's still COVID time, so I can't really say. Yeah, that. speak, so like speak about it in past tense. Time. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the 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 first variant time. Let's yeah, put it that way. Perfect. Um, uh, yeah, but that that feels like it was a oh. long time ago. I mean, this year has been long, man. Oh, uh, Sorry, that's the cat. Hold on. Oh, it's okay. If she oh, wants some camera time. Do you want to say yeah. hi? She's like half Hello. asleep. Good morning. Was that your afternoon nap? It was her afternoon nap. She just, okay. No, you have to hold on. I'm going to go put her in the other room. Please. Um, you got to go in the other room. You're so loud. No. Okay, sorry. She's like a child. It's okay. I I, I understand. Um, yeah, but this 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 past year has been long. It's been oh, very yeah. long. Yeah, that's probably why it feels like it's been like two years in one. Oh, at least. Um, I'm. I assume you've like worked from home a good amount, right? Yeah. So I worked from home since March, twenty twenty. Yeah. Now I'm going back. I also switched jobs. So I started this job in January and now we're going back to the office twice a week. So, um, that started like a month ago, but we'll see, see how long that lasts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, what you, you in the job or you being in the office? No, in the office. No, no, me and the job will, will last long. <laughs> uh, uh. I, yeah, I was I was going to ask. Um, is it? I mean, you have to answer. But do you do you get bored of the jobs or you? No, do you, I don't think so. I think for me, my my previous jobs, it was more like culture and fit um, mm. than the work I was doing. Um, yeah. I think now I've I love the people I work with. Like my team, I love working with them. Like they're just it's an awesome group, and I, I knew like. 10 minutes into the interview, the first interview I had, I was like, I need to work here. It was just like, my boss is great. He's had tons of experience. It's just a, such a good team that gets really excited about the work we do and has interesting ideas, is creative. And also the company itself is just very different from what I'm used to. So I'm really happy with where I am now. Well, I'm glad, yeah. You didn't, you didn't, make, you didn't make it sound like you were getting fired from the job. So I was wondering why. <laughs> um, um, but uh, is your boss uh, like a dentist, orthodontist, or? So the, no? our CEO is an orthodontist. Um, but I also think this company is interesting because all the, my, the whole marketing team is people who've never worked in orthodontics. So mm -hmm. it's, it kind of brings an interesting perspective because, you know, I think when you're in, in a field, um, you can kind of just get used to how it is. And orthodontics is uh, is a they're just, they just are very, the marketing is very traditional. So our company is trying to make it a little bit different and stand out. Um, so it's kind of a nice twist having non-ortho people on our team. We have one, actually, I lied. We have one, but she's super helpful because for the rest of us who don't know orthodontics, she's a great resource. Gotcha. What's your company's name? Lightforce Orthodontics. Lightforce. Yeah, it was actually started by... Um, our CEO went to Harvard Dental School. Oh, how long? Wait, how, how new is the company? 
Is it uh, not new? 2015? 2016? Okay. Oh. I'll be right back. Now my cat's yelling. I'll be right back. <laughs> She, she, she can sit in on this. I know. This is really cool. Uh, yeah. The website looks very futuristic. Um, oh, thank you. Are you... Wait, are... Did you... I didn't design this round. <laughs> I'm like, oh. No. Just um, thank you from the company. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I wonder if uh, some of my classmates, um, one of my new roommates is going to be a fourth year at the dental school. So oh, really? Oh, he might yeah, so I wonder if there's like any overlap in like friend groups or anything like that. Uh, probably not. Our CEO's in his 30s, so oh okay never mind well <laughs> if if did he graduate from the school in 2015 uh, he, uh he might, but it wasn't it was like his uh res residency residency no okay yeah, yeah never mind i'm pretty sure oh he's a uh, this is me creeping for sure but i'm just really interested he lectured he he lectures at the the dental school right now yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Residency program until 2014 to 2017. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So into residency, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, yeah. So what, 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 what do you do? Um, like marketing wise for them? Yeah. So I do, um, a lot of lead gen. So, um, events, webinars, guides, things like that. Um, are you the, uh, what are you, is the company growing? Like, yeah, um, yeah definitely. That's we're, cool. growing, we're doing well. So it's really exciting to be, I've worked for startups in the past, but well, I guess one Wayfair can't really be considered a startup anymore, but, um, I've never worked for startups that like really have been growing and seeing a lot of good growth. So this is an exciting time to be a part of this company. Mm -hmm. um, wait, was Wayfair a startup when you were when you worked in it? So I don't know. They like kind of called it a startup. It wasn't really. It had been around for like seven years or eight years. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. some people were like, "Ooh, wait," because because Wayfair started in Boston. So I think I, I would say it was a young company at that at that time. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I worked at a, I did an internship at a biotech um, uh, here and um, it's like, it was it's like, I was probably like there, well, I wasn't an employee, but when I joined, they had like a hundred and some, and like, at like literally every week we'd get emails about new people joining, um, uh, like at least two, three, which is really, really cool. Um, uh, it's, it's very refreshing to like see that side of the world that it's like there's there's something outside of the medical school you know like people actually have lives that and they have like jobs and they're not not everyone's like studying 24 7. yeah um, yeah totally. yeah um do you miss college at all or do you feel like you uh, uh not really i mean i so i went so like i said i went to tulane so i i loved going to school in new orleans that was really interesting it's an amazing city like 
feel very lucky to have gone to school there. It's just a really fun place. The food's so good. There's always something to do. Um, so I miss that, but I don't know if I miss college. Like I, I think I really thrive in going to work and then having like my free time at night. Cause I feel like when you're in school, you always feel like you should be studying. That's how I felt. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm sitting around I'm watching TV. Oh no, I should really be studying. Like I don't miss that aspect. Um, I miss having, I, one thing I do miss is like the social aspect. I feel like in school, you're always meeting new people and you always have a ton of people to hang out with. And then I think, you know, naturally the older you get, it's, I have, I have, I'm not saying I don't have friends. I have plenty of friends, but you know, you always like meet new people in, in school. So I, I miss that as well. Um, would you ever, do you ever see yourself going back to New Orleans or no? Yeah. I mean, I go back to visit. It's not a place I could ever live. I felt that everything was happening in the Northeast, which is why I came back. Um, I'm really, I'm really glad I left for four years though. Cause it really made me come back and appreciate the Northeast. Like I just like, it's very Southern, like things are slow. They just like take their time with everything. And like, born and raised in Boston. It's like, mm, for me, <laughs> like need that fast pace. Um, but I also felt like all like the innovation and the jobs were here. The jobs that I was specifically interested in, whereas like New Orleans is very hospitality um, based type jobs. So. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like you're uh, a fast paced person? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I definitely, yeah, I, I mean, I don't like slow walkers. Like I like things to be done fast. Like I like, um, I don't know. We just have more of like a go get them kind of attitude than the South does. Mm -hmm. They're just very relaxed and like, oh, whatever. We'll just like hang out for a couple of hours and do nothing. Whereas I'm someone, I, I always like to be doing something. Like I like definitely like to relax, but I also like to be productive. So for me, that's why Spoke I spoken like a true bostonian yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's definitely really interesting here because i when i moved to america i lived in delaware for um like uh eight years seven years and then um i've been here for um it's gonna be a year in boston soon i don't i don't remember when i moved oh did i move in august i might have um but it's it's been really interesting seeing how boston operates um i kind of yeah. like the fast pace for sure but there's something different about Boston than like, for example, like New York is pretty fast paced too, right? Like it's, I would say arguably like maybe just as much, if not a little bit more, but Boston is different. It's like the, the, there's like a, there's like a spirit here. That's different. Like, like, I don't know. Like, do you drive? Like in a good way? <laughs> yeah. I drive. <laughs> in I a very know. aggressive way. Like, <laughs> like you've got, yeah. Like aggressive, but like not mm, passive aggressive. <laughs> more, that's more, totally more, more, more than New York. Like New York is aggressive, but like very direct. Like, yo, get out of my way right now. In Boston, like no one will say that, but like you'll feel we're, it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you'll we're feel like, it. We're like polite, aggressive. Like, oh yeah. Like your face. I mean, some people will, but like the majority of people are like, oh my god, this person's pissing me off. But they'll like, yeah, right. exactly. They'll be passive aggressive about it. They won't be direct. That's so funny. It's so true. Yeah, I've never said it out loud, but I think I think that's probably yeah, the best. Like, they're really both aggressive, but there's some more passivity in the aggressiveness here. Yeah, yeah, but, you're totally right. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> have you ever been to New York? Yeah, I so I have a lot of friends from high school and college who live there. So um, I was actually there last month. 
Um, but I love New York. I think if there was other another city I could see myself living in, it's there. I just, I hate how expensive it is. So that's like Boston's expensive enough. New York is like another level. Um, so that's like really the only thing, but I, what I love about New York and what I always talk to my friends about is I love how, um, like style wise, I love how everyone in Boston, I mean, in New York and wear what they want and everyone's like, oh, like they look good. Like they look cool. Like everyone has their own individual style. Like literally no one cares. Like you could be wearing the most absurd outfit walking down the street and no one cares. But in Boston, like I definitely have more, um, different kind of style not different but like I like like I have a big red fur coat I love to wear I have these like really funky boots I like to wear and I wear that stuff out and I, people are like will look at me and I'm like you know what like I hate that Boston everyone dresses like bums like people just like don't dress well like you go to like a show or a ballet and people are wearing jeans that's like a, a big no no for me uh, <laughs> but I just like I love how well dressed everyone in New York is and I feel like in Boston like people don't dress very well so that's what I love about New York and the people and the food. But that's like one of the big things for me. I, you should have worn the, the fur coat right now. It's probably not the weather for it, but. Um, I can go get it and put it on. <laughs> I mean, why not? But uh, I was going to say, I think you're making a little bit of an overgeneralization about people, everyone in New York being well-dressed. Because I, I, I bet you we can go there and walk down the street and find some corn. But right. I, I think, I, but I think I get your point. Like there's definitely more judgment in Boston about, like a certain way and like if you're not this certain way and you're not like a, a college student it's like oh why are you doing that yeah yeah exactly oh. that's that's so true like i i think that's what it is it's like and it applies to like all different things right not just clothing that's just like the most tangent example i can think of but like i think in new, york, new york's great because like you can do whatever whatever you want and no people would just like you do you man like whatever you want to do and mm -hmm. it's totally fine whereas like yeah it's definitely like a if you stand out from the crowd in boston it's a little like oh okay yeah yeah oh for sure it's like things have to be done a certain way and if they're not like oh you're supposed to know like you're supposed to know that you're supposed to walk right now like why aren't you walking at the speed on yeah you know, yeah, yeah like like what <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh yeah I've, I've definitely noticed that when i came here and i mean Boston's still nice though. Like I think I really like. I think there's more camaraderie. I think there's more camaraderie here than there is in New York for yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, and I think that's a part. Like that's just like a double-edged sword, right? Like with that comes you know feelings that like everyone should be like a certain way or something like that because everyone like feels like. I think there's more pride in Boston, like to being from Boston, than there is in New Agreed. York. And that's what I do love about Boston is like the pride and like people who are from Boston are like proud to be from Boston and like I love yeah. that. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I'm also like from this area, so that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There you go. Uh, embodying it pretty well. How, do you do you go like to, to baseball games and stuff, or is that not your thing? I'm actually, it's funny. I've actually been trying to go this summer because I had the last time I went was like three years ago, maybe two or three years ago. Like, I'm not a big baseball fan. I prefer hockey. Um, if I had okay. to like one of the sports, um, my brother's played hockey growing up so like my family's always watched hockey um but I love going to Red Sox games just like for fun like have a beer hang out with your friends like more the environment versus like the actual game I probably spend like 30 percent of the time watching the game <laughs> yeah so I I like barely understand baseball I know like there's you throw a ball and you hit it 
Um, oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, we don't have baseball. I, I grew up in Syria, so like we, we don't have baseball. Like I, I'm just learning what it's what baseball is. Yeah. But we, my roommates took me to like my first like real ba- baseball game in America, in America at Fenway Park. Oh my god! Like I like the game was really cool to watch. Like obviously, but um, well, not obviously. Some people don't like it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> but like the, the atmosphere, like the people were like, you know, it was just like a. I've never had that feeling before. Like, oh, like I, I feel like I need to care about the Red Sox right now. Um, yeah, and- I, yeah, that's so that that's why it's fun to go, right? Even if you don't like baseball, it's like totally the spirit and the environment. Yeah, so I'm 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 surprised you grew up here, but I guess hockey is also a big thing here, right? And- yeah, hockey's big, football's big. I'm not a big football person. Just it's just kind of what like my family what we what we were raised on so it was like pretty much hockey like my brothers played hockey they played lacrosse but like there's there is a lacrosse team I think but they don't really like there's no arena to go watch the lacrosse so um that's what they played I played lacrosse and I played softball so I understand baseball but um but yeah I baseball so the one thing about baseball is when we were growing up as kids that was like the whole um reverse the curse like Red Sox Yankees like we won the World Series in 2004 I think um and that that was like we were really into baseball at the time but like everyone who lived in Boston was like super into it because we won and it was like a whole big thing like that's a great memory to have but now I don't really watch Red Sox I barely even watch the Bruins I just when you move out of the house and you don't have two brothers to watch sports with I don't really watch it on my own so (laughs) yeah no that's fair um my roommate tells me that like uh uh like Harvard hockey games are like really really fun to to go watch. I don't know if you've been to any. Yeah. Um, I have um my grandfather actually went to Harvard so I've been a couple times with him and they're pretty fun. They're pretty ratty. <laughs> yeah. So, I haven't been to a hockey game either so I think this winter hopefully fingers crossed my roommate can be nice enough to take me. So Yeah, you should definitely uh, I'll, rep- I'll, rep- I'll report back on my experience. <laughs> um but you said you played um uh, lacrosse yes fun fact so one of the kids in my class shout out tyler um he's definitely not listening to this he doesn't give it doesn't give a shit about this but uh, he won mvp in the league uh last year i think or like in the pro league uh mid pro league at, mm-hmm. or college league like so what league in, in the pro in the pro men's league oh, wow. um oh, that's yeah and his team was on that one. I actually don't know his team's name, but I know he he's from New York, so I I probably probably been like some team in New York. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah, I don't even know those are pro prospects. Now that you're telling me yeah, there's like, a team here, it's <laughs> pretty low key. Like I don't. I think a lot of the people in pro the pro lax league like work full time jobs and then like also play on the side. That's what I heard. Yeah. I, I I knew someone in college who ha- also had a friend who was like drafted into the pro lax league and he played like three times a week or something so it's not that yeah, big of a yeah. deal but that's still cool to be named mvp yeah, yeah. i think he actually, actually, actually might have played like his last game or like a couple games after after it starts started out of his class, class. I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember him being wet away um, um so, yeah, so there's, yeah there's feedback from your mic like crazy staticky feedback i don't know why it's still, it's still there. Yeah, it's still doing it. Can you can you hear it on your side? No. Now you're muted. 
I can't hear you. So, so do you hear it? Yeah, I still hear it. Is it bad? Is it bad? Yeah, like it's like hard to, it's like echoey and staticky at the same time. Yeah, still doing it. <laughs> what about right now? Nope, you're good now. No, okay, yeah. I guess this mic is useless. <laughs> uh, it was fine before. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. This is, I, this is, so I started this podcast um, uh, in December, like last December, because I was like really bored out of my mind. And like, I just had class to do. And then the rest, like the day I was like locked in the dorm room. So I'm like, let me just start talking to people. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize how much work it was to like, get it to look like a presentable podcast. Like I can just do a Zoom recording, but that's just like a Zoom recording, right? Yeah. So I've been trying like to do the mic, but that's been like, as you can see right now, um, and I've been, I started doing like a couple in person and when I do it in person, oh my God, it's such a hassle. Like I have to like film yeah. it on my, on my phone and the mics have to like be working and. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Like I did video stuff at my last job. So we didn't have, like, I was basically the videographer, even though I have zero video experience, but I learned a lot. Um, and like trying to figure out a whole setup for like any video or audio is like a lot and there's like all these different options for equipment it's like do i buy the, the best one do i buy the like cheap one like what do i buy like what i don't know it's a lot so i totally can see how like in person is way harder yeah so i, I have a question for you actually i don't i mean i'll ask on a podcast this maybe it'll help someone else too so i want to start doing more in person right mm -hmm. how can i make sure that um First of all, I make the person like feel safe because obviously it's going to be my first time like meeting them. And because I don't have a studio, it'll be like one of the in, in my house. So what can I do to make the person like feel like safe to like mm. be able to do it in person? And also, you, do you think people like in general because of COVID like are more worried? That's one. And then two. Yeah, do you think I mean, I feel like I feel like that's one thing. I mean, I think the fact that you don't have a studio, that's probably like a big deterrent to people. Um, I mean, there are spaces you can rent, like mm -hmm. rent, like literally like office, like small office rooms for like not mm -hmm. that much. There, I've looked at websites before that let you do that. Um, but I think if, if they do want to do in person, like meet for coffee first and like do mm -hmm. just, like a little like prep, I don't know, you can just like get questions ready I don't know something like that so then they feel like more comfortable I think second time around I think that's the way to do it so do like two meetings one intro mm. and then the recording okay do you think um I actually haven't thought about doing the two meeting thing but um do you think that will be a deterrent for people to like is it like extra time for people so, yeah I guess I don't know I think Honestly, the Zoom thing is like so convenient that I know. that's why a lot of people like to do it. <laughs> like, that's why I did it. Cause I'm like, oh, it's just like so easy to just like be in your you, house. Do you think it's a lost cause to try to do it in person I nowadays? Think if it wasn't COVID, you could definitely yeah. make it happen. But I think combined with the COVID, with like the, the rise in cases, it'll probably be a lost cause. <laughs> 
Yeah, interesting. Okay, that's fair. Maybe I can do like a, a setup. Like I, I've been recording and I just literally just my room. I have like nothing behind me. Yeah. But maybe I can do like a setup behind me to make it look like at least I'm in a studio, right? Yeah, um, there you go. Perfect. Um, and then maybe that will work. Yeah, I think it, or yeah, if you can create like a cool studio-like environment mm -hmm. and like share that with people before, like this is what it's going to look like. Or like if you have examples, that might be a cool mm -hmm. way to like get people to come. Yeah, I was thinking of getting, um, no, that is fair. I was thinking of getting um, like one of those uh, like red, like uh, uh, what is it called, the curtain and like splitting one of the rooms and making like half of it like a studio kind of thing and getting like a table and then yeah. two chairs and like the actual, like instead of these like flimsy mics, like get like the, the standing yeah. ones and like, like yeah. hopefully by then people are like, okay, I'm legit about this. Like I'm actually- Yeah, that would be cool for sure. Okay, would... yeah. All right, I will, I will do my best. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate yeah, it. No <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm asking one last question just because I want to be cognizant of your time. Okay. What, what advice would you give your 22, 21 year old self um, knowing what you know about yourself and about life in the last you know, few years that you've been alive? Ooh, that's hard. Um, I would say I'm gonna break this into two things, professional and personal life. So professional life, I would say, don't hesitate to network because that hands down is like one of the most important things. So don't hesitate to like reach out to people in fields you're interested in, um, meet with them, hear about their experience. I think as a 22 year old, you're very like, okay, this is the job I'm gonna do. Or like, this is, so-and-so does this job and like, then I'm going to do this and this and this and like, be okay with changing your professional plan. Like, I don't think anyone that I know has stuck to the plan that they had when they were 22. I mean, unless you want to become a doctor, then like, obviously you have a very set plan. Um, you have to go to school, you have to do all those things. But if you're not in one of those fields where like, you have to go to school right away and do all that, um, be okay with things evolving, meeting new people, um, switching careers, going into different fields, um, just be okay with that and like get excited about it and see what's out there. You know, there's so many interesting things that you can do and interesting people you can meet. Um, personal life, I would say just enjoy, like go out, enjoy the city. Like if you're going to pay rent, take advantage of it, you know, like don't sit inside and watch TV all weekend, like get out there, go to if you have nothing to do, go to the park. If you have nothing to do, go to a museum. Um, there's so many, even though Boston seems like a small city, like there's so many things that you can do. No matter what city you're in, um, you can always find something to do. So I think that's super important. And I would like to say that I do try to, even though I'm not 22 anymore, that is something that I really try to take advantage of and do every day in my life. And I think it's been really helpful for me um, just I don't know. There's so many experiences you can have in life and it's not worth just like sitting inside all weekend. So get out there and just go on a walk, go see the city, explore, you know? Oh yeah. Awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> Asia, where can people reach you online or contact you for anything? Um, so you can contact me on best way is probably on Instagram at body by Asia, um, or reach out to me on LinkedIn. If there's something more like in my professional life. So like marketing manager, orthodontic world that you're interested in. Um, you can just find me on LinkedIn, Asia Bradley, Bradley with two E's, no Y.
I always have to say that. <laughs> Good job, bro. Cool beans.